Broadcasting live at a Studio E in Los Angeles, California. You are tuned in to David S. Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Welcome aboard, gang. Oh, my God, do we have a great show lineup tonight. I am so excited. Once again, to let you know who is going to be on, the guests we have are awesome. Of course, we'll be getting to your emails, your texts, everything we can do to help you become more alive in every area of your life, your mind, body, finances, relationships, spirituality, you name it, we cover it, as we have for the past 24 years. Proud to be part of the iHeartClear channel, Premier Radio Network, 1-800-548-TALK. That's the toll-free number you want to talk to me, ask a question, make a comment, whatever is on your mind, we are here for you, 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. And, uh, or you can text us. The world of texting has taken us by storm. We get thousands of texts in, and we will answer as many as we can, 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. You know, it wasn't too long ago, maybe two years ago, that I said, you know, I'm not going to ever get into serious texting. I bet it wasn't more than two years ago. I just, I'm not going to do it. And then I've just fallen victim <laughs> like everyone else in this world. What do you mean you want to talk by the phone? What do you mean you want to, what do you mean talk? Just send me a text. Send me an email. Send me a text. Doesn't matter. Talk. I don't have time to talk. <laughs> 941-266-7676. Oh, it's just the way of the world. You know, it's just like I remember going back to eight tracks and my brother was already into audio cassettes and I was hanging on to eight tracks and then I was hanging on to audio cassettes when CDs came out, and oh my lord, I'm always one of those prehistoric dinosaurs in regards to technology, but it's just who I am, and I've come to accept it. (laughs) There's no doubt acceptance is the key. I eventually catch up, though. I do. I really do. It's just usually years down the road. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the, uh, the first question that came in today. Of course, the first question that comes in on a Saturday is the first one we start with. Then I'm going to tell you who the guests are for tonight. It's a rocking lineup. Then I'll answer the question, uh, should I take a partner back who has cheated on me? We've been together for four years. This just happened, and I'm very torn. I look forward to answering that question. Now, the guest lineup. P.M.H. Atwater, author of one of her newest books, Dying to Know You, Proof of God Through Our Near-Death Experiences. That is always a fascinating concept and, and interview on this program. Looking forward to getting her feedback on that. Marlene Payne, personal success certified life coach. By the way, she happens to be my business coach and has for the last several years. I love this woman. Going to talk about the three keys to success in business. Don Miguel Ruiz Sr. is back. Of course, you know him from the the very famous book, The Four Agreements. Well, he has a brand new online program called The Agreements for Life, and we'll be talking about that online program. Then Lee Daniel Kravitz is back with us. He's the co-author of the book Super Survivors. Uh, the surprising link between suffering and success. And when we had him on before, it was really, really quite amazing to think about people that have gone through trauma. And a certain percentage of people that go through trauma can't come out of the trauma. Super survivors, as they say in the book. We'll look forward to, to talking to, to Lee again about some more examples of people that have overcome great trauma to become extremely successful, vibrant in their life. So the question, should I take a partner back who has cheated on me? We've been together for four years. It just happened, and I'm torn. So, listen, there's some parameters that you want to follow before you welcome someone back in who has cheated on you. Number one, have they taken ownership? 
you know, sincerely taken ownership, and I don't mean just one time or one day or one hour, but have they taken ownership for breaking trust? Have they admitted it? Are they remorseful? Have they asked for forgiveness? Uh, If you bring it up after the first time you have, do they immediately go defensive and say, well, I wouldn't have cheated on you if you hadn't have done X? So much of when, when I counsel couples about staying together or leaving each other, it's about ownership. And many times in my office or on the phone when we counsel people, the person that cheated will be very remorseful for a week or two weeks, and then all of a sudden they start getting defensive. And in that defensiveness, the chances of the, of the relationship surviving is incredibly tiny. Um, are they treating you differently? You know, does the remorsefulness in their voice turn into action? Do they not only take ownership for having the affair, but do they also, have they moved into a new realm of how they treat you? More respect, more love. Um, Will they go to counseling or coaching with you? If they shut that down and say it's not necessary, I already apologize, we don't need to go there, then that's a massive red flag. And as a matter of fact, when I work with people, I say if they're not willing to come in and do the work, then I think you need to at the very least separate. If not end the relationship, you need to separate for a while until they show their seriousness. And the reason I say this is is that very few couples who endure an affair recover in a healthy way on their own. Just the fact. just doesn't happen. And the very last, and this is surprising to so many people, that I will say to the person that did not cheat, have you taken ownership for your role in the affair? And you can imagine, and this happens a lot, where people will refuse to take their role. I've worked with couples in the past where one or the other, whoever did not cheat, will actually become quite adamant that they had no role, that they did nothing wrong. But when you look deeper at the at the people that are willing to do the work and heal the relationship, every couple that I've worked with where their relationship is healed really beautifully, the person that did not cheat has taken full ownership. Now, what does that full ownership looks like? look like? It could be that they admitted they put their head in the sand. It could be that they knew that there was something wrong, but they asked one or two times and they didn't want to rock the boat. They became codependent. They became the enabler. And that was their role. It could be that they shut down in bed. And instead of getting help, they just shut down because they were really angry. And in shutting down, that could be one of their roles, is that when they shut down, their partner went out and got attention from someone else. Very, very common, right? So if you're the person that did not cheat, you did not have the affair, and the very first notion is is that you know you are saint whoever because you're not the one that had sex with someone else. But as you look closer at it, you go, well, you know, I did shut down in bed or I did start drinking more or I did stay at the office later because I was angry or I did pull back on all physical touch or I did pull back on all emotion. You know, then when you can start seeing your role in it, oh, my gosh, because we already know the other person's role. They had sex with someone else. Or they had an emotional affair if they didn't have sex with someone else. But it's really hard for the person that did not cheat to see their role. But the minute they see their role, magic can happen. Oh, my Lord. Couples can heal. And we have multiple, multiple, multiple stories of couples that have come to this immense realization of their roles and gone on to create a deeper love than they ever had before the affair. Multiple times over the past 25 years. But... It's the couple where that either the person who cheated 
becomes adamant, defensive after the first or second time they apologize that the relationship probably isn't going to make it or the the person that did not cheat is adamant that they had no role, then the odds of that relationship lasting, I mean, you know, you can stay together for another 25 years, but the relationship could very well suck. And who the hell wants that? And if you have children and you stay married after some traumatic experience like an affair and you're pissed off for 20 years, guess what you're teaching your kids? You're teaching your kids that part of love is being pissed off. And what are they going to do? They're going to go and get into relationships and stay for way too long because that's what they've seen as normal. Well, mommy's always mad at daddy because daddy did something wrong. So then when they become a quote-unquote mommy, an adult woman, they're going to look to blame their husband or their partner for all kinds of crap, and then they're going to stay in lousy relationships because that's what they saw as a role model growing up. Make sense? Hey, if this is you or you know someone, and you need help, email me at talkdavid.com. Just send me an email. We've helped people for 25 years get out of the mess. Love to help you do the same. Uh, Coming up after this break, we've got more of your text and more, oh my gosh, some of your emails are just amazing on love and relationships and business. And if you want to text me right now, 941-266-7676, call us, 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. And all the information about the guest and more is at talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Are you ready for deep love? David Essel here, national radio host and author with our newest book, Angel on a Surfboard, Lessons About Deep Love from a Divine Messenger. Set in Hawaii, columnist Sandy Tavish arrives for vacation, having no idea that the exotic women and retired surfer he is about to meet hold the answers to deep love. Angel on a Surfboard is endorsed by Oprah's Ambassador of Hope, Marilla Scott. Get Angel on a Surfboard today at talkdavid.com. Need toner? The Toner Kings sells all leading brands of toner cartridges to hundreds of businesses across the country. And Fortune 500 companies like Lockheed Martin, American Red Cross, and Excellus Blue Cross, just to name a few. Just head online to thetonerkings.com. Order toner and save up to 60% off dealer pricing with their 100% guarantee. You can try a new cost-effective toner solution with no risk. Visit thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at talkdavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at Talk. David.com. Clients who have worked one-on-one with Master Life Coach David Essel are learning how to change their lives. Just three years ago, I went through David Essel's life coaching program, and I started my own business. Since then, it's blossomed into a worldwide audience through the University of Moms. I've written two books, and I have a business I really love. Thanks, David, for all your support. You rock. Client success has come from focus and accountability with David, and the same can happen for you. Life coaching programs start at under $200, so visit TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. 
What do you really want out of life? What would make you really happy? I'm David Essel, author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, yours at talkdavid.com. We're giving away 1 million copies of The Power of Focus free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Life is short, and it's getting shorter every day. Are you finished procrastinating over your biggest goals in life? Would you like to finally make a lot more money or lose that extra fat to create more success and actually feel more successful? It's time to stop talking about goals and actually achieve them. Master Life Coach David Essel can help you accomplish your biggest goals in life. David is the one to help you right now. Let's change your life. Visit TalkDavid.com today. That's TalkDavid.com. Would you like to learn the secrets of the most successful people in life to radically change your life and then help others do the same? Hi, I'm David Essel. Since 1996, we've been teaching people from all over the world how to become certified life coaches. These classes can be done in person or via teleconference from anywhere in the USA, and we even offer these life-changing courses via a one-on-one option. Our certification is so effective that it's the only one offered in the USA on a college campus. Visit lifecoachuniverse.com. That's lifecoachuniverse.com. Let's face it, it's really hard to make major life changes by ourselves. How many times have we said that we're ready to make more money, stop procrastinating on our goals, get into shape, or maybe even go deeper on our spiritual path? Yet we woke up today, and again, nothing has changed. For 25 years, Master Life Coach David Essel has helped thousands of people accomplish their biggest goals. They finally transformed their lives. Now it's your turn. Visit TalkDavid.com. Work one-on-one with Master Life Coach David Essel. Talk david.com You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Yes, celebrating 24 years on the air, 24 years of absolute bliss on radio. That's all I can tell you, gang. It's been so wonderful, to say the least. The people we get a chance to interview, the... The emails and texts we have an opportunity to to answer to help this country grow and move in a new direction. Absolutely loving it. Thank you so very much for being a part of our program for this long. And don't forget to tell your friends and family that archives of our shows for at least the past four years are at talkdavid.com. You can go back into four years of archives, hundreds upon hundreds of hours of of our interviews with some of the most amazing minds in the world. So go ahead and join that at talkdavid.com, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Questions, thoughts, comments on love, relationships, health, losing weight, finding God, whatever it might be, 1-800-548-TALK. And text us during the show, 941-266-7676. This just came in. David, in relation to your last topic regarding an affair, this is a little different, but maybe the same. Married this time for 35 years. I wonder this time. Well, maybe they could have been married before for a year or two years or five years or something, right? Married this time for 35 years. Uh, I shut him down 
for the past 20 years. He has had no sex with me at all. He has stayed. I'm not sure why. My friend saw a video that you did on YouTube that said, in this situation, either open up to him or divorce him. Why should I change? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my angel. Holy cow. Why should you change? Well, number one, you're both losing. I guess the question is, why the hell would you want to be in a relationship with someone for 20 years that you're not happy with? If you shut down sexually for 20 years that you can't be happy with this man. And why is he staying? Uh, It's probably an example of intense codependency. Uh, you know, maybe it's easier for him to stay than divorce. I would assume that maybe he's getting sex for the last 20 years with other people. Are you getting sex for the past 20 years with other people? I mean, why would you want to stay in a relationship where you have and these are your words, shut him down for 20 years, no sex. Why would you want to stay with someone? There isn't enough money in the world to stay with someone. There is no reason in the world to stay with someone that you're and you're obviously angry with him. Or you and why did you shut him down twenty years ago? Why have you sustained? That's you know that's just not healthy. I can't imagine that either of you are happy. Uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? I, first of all, I would just say get some help. And if that rubs you the wrong way, I do apologize, but I mean that sincerely. Email us at talkdavid.com. Get a counselor, a minister. If you don't work with us, work with someone because it can't be healthy. If you have kids, it's even worse. It's one thing for two adults to stay together for this long without sex, but my guess is, and text me back if I'm wrong, my guess is there might be no physical affection at all. So what that means is you're teaching your kids that a normal, healthy marriage has no intimacy at all. Guess what they're going to repeat? They're either going to be outrageously promiscuous as a way to push back against your celibacy, forced celibacy, anger-based celibacy, or they're going to find a partner that fits the bill, that they can get pissed at and hold accountable for whatever they're angry with, and that's going to be their relationship. So, for you know, it's just everyone's losing right here, ma'am, and uh, it's not a good place to be for you or your, if you are kids. It's not a good place for it to be for you and your husband. So, yes, your friend was correct on very vi- several videos that we have on Facebook uh, or on YouTube, we say either open up, get help, and get back into intimacy with him or divorce. Get off, get off the, the fence. You're on the fence right now. The fence to us is hell on earth. You can't win there, okay? Hate to be so brutal, but I got to be brutal. <laughs> uh, David, I want to keep this relationship stuff going if you don't mind. I love my girlfriend so much. We've been together two years. She drinks on Saturdays, uh, and I see her negativity on Sundays and Monday, Saturday evening, she can turn quite argumentative over the smallest, simplest thing. Then by Tuesday, she's happy and we do great again until Saturday hits and then it's the same cycle. It's been like this since the first week that I dated her. It's wearing me out. I'd like some help. Well, all right. I just had this conversation yesterday with someone, one of my clients, and Alcohol can have a negative effect for up to 90-plus hours, like three to four days after someone drinks quite a bit. Uh, Depending on how their body metabolizes alcohol, it's different for everyone, but a lot of people are negatively affected attitude-wise, mood-wise, energy-wise, creatively, uh, compassion-wise, you name it, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in every way. 
after people drink quite a bit, they can be negatively affected for up to four days. So that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the after effect, the aftershock. So even if someone drinks just one day a week, if they drink too much, it's going to affect a hell of a lot more than one day a week. I remember my brother and I, my brother and I used to drink a lot. And I can remember my brother, after a heavy night of drinking, seven days later would still be feeling like crap. Now, me, I metabolized alcohol very quickly, I think. And the next day in the afternoon, early evening, I would be pretty fine. Two days later, I'd be perfect. But that was bad. (laughs) That was not a good thing for me because all that led to was me drinking sooner again. My brother may not drink for another week, but I would just be back on the saddle two or three days later. So depending on how you – but that doesn't mean that my attitude wasn't affected. My emotional ability to communicate, be compassionate, understanding, loving, kind, et cetera, would be off still, right? But but we have to look at this. I mean, that's one of the things. And and you know what? If I were you – I, and I know this is going to sound brutal, and I'm saying this, I guess, to my first several texters today, that I would say, listen, you know what, either choose alcohol or me, but I'm not going to put up with your negativity, I'm not going to put up with your anger on the nights you drank, I'm not going to put up with the way that you shut down emotionally, and you become negative, as you say in your text, on Sunday and Monday, and then Tuesday you're back a good, that's just not worried, I've been going through this for two years, it's not working for me. So, you know, either keep alcohol and do what you want to do, that's fine. Uh, or, you know, let alcohol go. Let's, let's, let's both not drink for six months and see how the relationship goes. That's what I would do if I was in your situation. Now, the alcoholic will argue this point. The alcoholic will argue and argue and justify and deny and rationalize. And the odds are they'll choose drinking over you. And if your partner says to you, uh, you know what? I love you so much, but you're not going to tell me what to do. Then that's a sign that they're an alcoholic and they're going to choose alcohol over you because that's what alcoholics do. They will choose alcohol over someone saying this isn't working. You could have an audio. Listen, to, okay, let me tell you what I did a number of years ago. Very similar couple, except they were together for 10 years. You've been together for four. Very similar couple came in. And it was a woman that was saying, I'm really concerned. You know, my boyfriend drinks. He drank Friday and Saturday night. And then Sunday, he's a mess. And Monday, he's grouchy as hell. Tuesday, he's still grouchy. Wednesday, he comes around. Thursday, he feels great. And then what the hell does he do on Friday? He starts the cycle again. They've been on for, they've been doing this for 10 years. And so I said, you know what? If I were, if I were in your situation, guys, and I looked right at him, I would, I said, you know, I would come to a conclusion that for six months, we're just not going to drink and let's see what happens. You guys are living in hell. You're living in chaos and drama. It's not necessary. He argued and fought that point in front of me for five or six weeks. So I finally said, you know what? There's no need for you to come back. This isn't working for you. And then she eventually gave him the ultimatum and he chose alcohol. Think about it. Hey, coming up in just a minute. P.M. Atwater, author of the book, Dying to Know You, Near-Death Experiences. Does it prove there's a God? I'm excited. TalkDavid.com is the website. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast for the past 24 years. Welcome aboard, gang. Great to have you on as we explore life, health, happiness, spirituality, and so much more. This next topic is absolutely fascinating. It's mind-blowing. I'm so excited to have PMH Atwater with us, author of several books, uh, including Dying to Know You, Proof of God and the Near-Death Experience, 40 years researching near-death experiences. Herself, she's gone through several near-death experiences, appeared on Larry King, Regis and Kathy Lee. PMH, welcome to the show. Well, hi, it's fun to be here. Oh, well, I am more excited than you could believe. So you have had multiple near-death experiences. Yeah, I had three in three months in 1977. I look back at it, and I call it the heavenly sledgehammer effect. (laughs) I love that. Hey, okay, now, did you see God? Not see in the sense of eyesight, but feel and know and be in that presence, yes. All three times? Not the first, second and third. Second and third. Did you have the choice to come back or not? I had the choice to come back in the second one. Not in... The first one, just automatic, just sort of popped back. Uh, The second one, I I chose to come back. The third one, um, I really have this sense that it, it... I just needed to come back. I had to come back. I was pushed back. It's like, you know, yeah, I just had to come back. <laughs> okay. Now, when after three of them, and, and that was a number of years ago, do you remember shortly there, let's say the 12 months after the third one, did you go through any incredible transformative experiences as a human being i mean did you like as an example before your three experiences you were a heavy smoker and alcoholic and blah 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 or before that you had no interest in relationships and you came back and you were just devoted to be in love or before the the three experiences you were kind of floundering career-wise when you came back you said oh my lord this is my calling can you give us examples look friend when you come back from experience like this um, there is a pattern of after effects that I was able to discover. They are both physiological and psychological. You come back with different brain patterns, different brain functioning. Uh, the electrical system in your body is different. Um, your um, um, uh, nervous system is different. Your digestive system is different, different with uh, skin sensitivity. Um, there's a whole host of changes besides just losing the, you know, the fear of death, becoming more loving and more open and more service-oriented. Um, yes, there are physical differences as well. In my case, I was unable to eat sugar anymore. Wow. Yep, couldn't eat it anymore. Couldn't tolerate it. Isn't that something? Now, to this day, has that been the same thing? Yep, still can't. Holy cow. So if you eat sugar, what happens to you physiologically, emotionally, etc.? Um, I get what I call a brain buzz, and it's like my, my head is lifting off my body, and I start to get sick. I start getting dizzy and sick. Yeah. Um, so I stay away from that. I can tolerate a little bit of honey, 
I can tolerate a little bit of fruit, but that's it. Period. End of story. Okay. <laughs> were, 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 when you came back from these near-death experiences, were there any of the changes that you don't like to this day that happened? In my case, I became more left-brained than right-brained. And huh. I go around categorizing things and labeling <laughs> things that, that drives me nuts. But yet it's wonderful in the sense that I'm now a researcher. You know, in my third near-death experience, I was told by the voice like none other. That's what I, I call this voice. Because mm-hmm. you can't compare it to angels or guides or guardians or any of that kind of stuff. It, it, yeah, we don't have words for a voice that big. It's like bigger than the universe. And this right. voice said, test revelation. You are to do the research. One book for each death. Uh, this book named um, the, the second and third book. It did not name the first one. I really think that was coming back to life, but it didn't name that. Future memory is the second one. That's out. Um, the third one is a specific manual I was supposed to write, which I'm now working on. Um, but I've written a total of 11 books on my findings, my research. Uh, told me what to, to be in each book, not how to do the work. I'm a cop's kid. I was raised in a police station, so I use police investigative techniques as my protocol. And mm. with nearly 4,000 adult and child experiencers. So I've been in this for a long time. And I yes. can tell you, when people come back, if the episode was intense enough, they are different. Yeah. Now, now pmhatwater.com is the website, gang, if you want to check it out, pmhatwater.com. So, so when, you, when, when you go through a near-death experience, were they different? Like, did you go through the clouds? Was it, you know, I, we've talked to different people that have experienced near-death experiences, and some of them are floating on this incredible ocean somewhere. Other people see, like, island-like things. Other people see nothing. Like, was there some, was there some semblance of, war, of a world? I can't think of a different world word PMH then like was there some sensory um, uh, well, experience that everybody's experience is different um, so they're not all the same what tends to be repetitive or happen uh, often is the pattern the, the, the pattern of out of body the pattern of, of this light the pattern um, of uh, visitors of some uh, some kind, guides or, or or guardians that are there to help you, and the pattern of a life review. So so those will be different for different people. You know, a child will not experience that the same way that an adult will. Sometimes you have scenery. Sometimes you have landscapes. Sometimes you have cities. Sometimes it's more abstract. Sometimes you're you're out in the world in the universe. It's different for different people. Uh, what is the same or similar is the basic pattern and the after effects and how this um, turns the person's life around. Hmm. Now there there's there's the question about this God thing. There are people in this you're world, back obviously. Back. The God thing. Look, 90 to 95% of the people come back knowing God. 
Absolutely knowing, not believing, belief implies doubt. Knowing there's a God. They don't necessarily use the term G-O-D. Sometimes they use the term source or ohm or core or presence. You know, they may change the name, but they come back knowing there is a creator God. There is, is this greater intelligence. There is this power that literally breathes through us. It's like our very breath is God's breath breathing through us. You know, if you go back to um, the original meaning of the word Holy Spirit, it literally means the breath of God breathing. Mm. And, and That's so beautiful. You, yeah, and, and when you listen to as many cases as I have with both, with both children and adults, invariably they talk about the breathing on the other side, like there's movement. Um, like, you know, you're on the other side now, and, but, but things are moving. They're sparkling. There's energy. There's movement. And that, that movement they perceive as expansion and contraction, as if the whole universe was breathing. And adults will describe God um, as this power that's more powerful than 10,000 suns. Wow. (laughs) I love this interview. PMH Atwater. Hang in there, PMH. The website, pmhatwater.com. The name of the book, Dying to Know You, Proof of God in the Near-Death Experience. When we come back, we're going to be talking more. And some of the questions that pop into my head right now is, are there atheists that, that have near-death experiences that come back believing in God? Or are there atheists that have the near-death experience that come back and go, well, it was just an experience? PMH will have the answer. I know that for sure. Check out the website, pmhatwater.com, the book, Dying to Know You. After these messages, we're back with so much more. Let your friends and family know that this interview is for them, too. And if you miss it, it's going to be archived tonight at talkdavid.com for the rest of eternity. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. ready for deep love david essel here national radio host and author with our newest book angel on a surfboard lessons about deep love from a divine messenger set in hawaii calm the sandy tavish arrives for vacation having no idea that the exotic women and retired surfer he is about to meet hold the answers to deep love get your copy of angel on the surfboard today at amazon.com or five free copies at talkdavid.com get angel on the surfboard today at talkdavid.com Office machines and toner are a fact of life in every business. But why pay high dealer prices for your toner cartridges? Call the Toner Kings. They sell all toner cartridges for up to 60% less. The Toner Kings have been in business for over 18 years, and they offer free shipping and a 100% quality guarantee on every purchase. So head online to thetonerkings.com. That's thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. 
Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Absol. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at talkdavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at talkdavid.com. Are you ready to create the life you've always wanted? Here's what a few clients had to say about their coaching sessions with Master Life Coach David Essel. You know, in four short months, our sales have climbed more than 150% in what is termed a declining marketplace. I look forward to what we can continue to create together. David helped us rebuild our marriage after an affair. We can't imagine how we could have done this without him. You can have what these clients have found working one-on-one with David at TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Every man knows the importance of accomplishing goals regarding money, sex, fitness, and career. So which of these areas would you love to really excel at? Making more money, enhancing your sex life, getting a lean, strong body, or a better career? Master Life Coach David Essel has helped millions of men create the life of their dreams, and he's ready to do the same for you. Work with David one-on-one from anywhere in the USA. Right now, visit TalkDavid.com. You deserve what you desire. That's TalkDavid.com. A dependency on alcohol, food, drugs, spending, or sex can destroy our attitude, motivation, and our relationships. If you're tired of the struggle with any dependency or addiction, today is the day to get focused on your healing. I'm David Essel, XM Radio host, author, and master life coach. For over 20 years, we have helped people quickly release dependencies that have held them back for years. Freedom awaits. If you desire freedom, contact me now at talkdavid.com. I'm personally in recovery for several addictions, and life free of these is amazing. Let's do it together. You're never alone in our proven programs. Today, make it happen at talkdavid.com. Money can't buy happiness, but it surely makes the ride much easier. I'm David Essel, author and master life coach. If you're frustrated over money or earning less than you desire, contact me now at talkdavid.com. In our one-on-one programs, we'll help you to focus and create a plan to make the money you deserve and desire. And all of our programs are 100% guaranteed. Let go of the stress over money through our proven programs at talkdavid.com. Today, decide to live life differently and we'll help you to do it. Everything's at talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. Do you often feel like you've hit a dead end in life? Like no matter what you do, the challenges just keep coming back over and over again? Well, maybe it's time you read the inspirational book, Rockstar, Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. Rockstar, David Essel's sixth top-selling book, is a powerful parable that will give you the inspirational tools and strength needed to finally bring your life to a whole new level. Order Rockstar by David Essel for only $7.95 at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com today. The powerful book, offering a positive lift in our ever-challenging world. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, interviewing the top experts in the world on love, health, spirituality, relationships, money, you name it. My guest right now, PMH Atwater, author of uh, 11 books, including Dying to Know You, Proof of God and the Near-Death Experience. 
Uh, she's interviewed over 4,000 people that have had near-death experiences. She's had three herself. Uh, PMH, are there atheists that have near-death experiences that come back believing in God, and are there atheists that have them that come back still not believing? Both. Um, most of them come back uh, not believing in God, but absolutely knowing that that presence, that intelligence is there. There are, there are many that... Um, come back denying that, saying poo-poo-poo, no such thing. However, invariably, they're changed, they're glowing, they're more loving, they're happier. And what I, what I get a kick out of it is so many of them join the atheist church. Did you know that there oh. was an atheist church? <laughs> you do not. No, I'm not kidding, there really is. Oh. <laughs> Goodness, no. I No, seriously. And I've been yeah. around the world of spirituality for a long time. I never heard of that. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> I've just learned something big. I mean, I really do. Well, I, I know your word is so interesting. Do I know God? Absolutely. Without going through a near-death experience, the answer is yes. Oh, now, absolutely. God is, death isn't. Thank you. Okay, now, let me ask you this question. Is there such thing as purgatory and hell? Well, you know, um, yes, both. There is hell, there is heaven. Both exist. People go there, and, and people report on it when they come back. So one out of seven in my research base had a more frightening or hellish experience. Wow. But when I look at that, you know, when you die, it, it seems like you go to wherever it is you resonate. Your inner resonation, your, your inner, um, that energy that you are is your resona resonation. That, that's your resonating energy factor. And you go to wherever it is you match. So, so, so you, people tend to go to wherever it is that energy they fit. But um, I've noticed, you know, that there are some levels. If you, it, you know, if you, if you want to look at the dying process and after you die, there, there seems to be kind of like what I would call a layer cake. Uh, that is to say, lots and lots of different levels. And some of the levels are slower and more dense and darker, and some of the levels are faster and uh, lighter and more pleasant. And, and, and this whole layer cake, if you want, or you can call it a construct, or you can call it um, an energy patterning that, that seems to exist. One of the things I noticed is you're not going to rot forever in hell, and you're not going to fly forever and play harps in heaven. That, that, <laughs> that there's no bottom, there's no top. And this whole construct seems to be powered. Yes, there's movement. Yes, there's power in this. And what powers it is you, your choice, your willingness to wake up or stay asleep. And, and when I really looked at that and, and, and the power... That, that facilitates and, and, and keeps this moving and growing, being us, who we really are. I just came, I, I'm just in awe of it, David, because what could be more fair? 
It's an incredibly mm. fair system. Incredibly and and fair. Are, can, can we can we wrap this into the concept of free will? Well, yes, I think we can. The, the idea that we do have choice mm-hmm. and that we can choose to think again. We can choose to change. We can choose to grow or, or be different. We're not ever stuck. Mm. Does Do near-death experiences prove or disprove reincarnation? I would say neither. And I say that because most people, most experiencers don't talk about reincarnation. Mm. In fact, you don't, you don't run across it that often in experiences. You do once in a while, but not that often. It's only after the experience is over and the person begins to process it that many of them start to turn to ideas or, or you know, um, things like reincarnation. You know, maybe that explains it. And a lot of them come back accepting that as true. But it wasn't in their experience itself. There is, however, in the, in the experience, this idea of, of living in multiple ways. But, but they don't label that as reincarnation. It, it, you know, it's only when you're back that you, you have that thought or that idea. I did run across a couple of cases where their their near death experience did evolve around the idea of of reincarnation. That is to say, this one woman in in her episode um, was marrying her lover in very medieval dress. Ah. And when she came back, she realized that the man she was about to marry was the man. She married in medieval times. So, do you, once in a while yes. you run across something like that, but not that often. Do you, you know the, um, the, the medical doctor, Bernie Siegel? Yes, I've heard of him. Okay, Bernie, we've had him on the show a bunch of times, and he mentioned that, that when he went crossed over, that he saw in a different era the woman that he married, well, probably now 50 or 60 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Okay, we've got 60 seconds left. PMH uh, okay. Atwater. I know, the website, pmhatwater.com. This has been awesome. You rock, honey. I just think you're great. You're, you're an awesome interview. As, long, as well as being a great writer, you're a great, great interview. 60 seconds. Take us out with 60 seconds that you would like to leave us with. Okay, the most repeated phrase that any near-death experiencer says is... Forwards, always there is life. If you look at that, then that means there's no before life, there's no now life, there's no afterlife. It means literally always there is life. We have always lived, we're living now, we always will live. It means literally that eternity is our home. Mm. That is powerful. 
That is beautiful. Uh, the name of the book, Dying to Know You, Proof of God in the Near-Death Experience, her website, pmhatwater.com. PMH, it was such a pleasure to have you on. I am just filled with joy with the information you shared. Thank you from the bottom Thank of my heart. You. It's been fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. And you have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye now. I love that. Always there is life. Always there is life. Remember that. Hey, coming up in just a couple minutes, Marlene Payne, personal success certified life coach, is going to talk about the three most important things you need to know to become more successful in life. We'll be talking to Marlene in just a couple minutes. All of these interviews are up going to be archived at talkdavid.com tonight. Let your friends who missed the interviews know that. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Are you ready for deep love? David Essel here, national radio host and author with our newest book, Angel on a Surfboard, lessons about deep love from a divine messenger. Set in Hawaii, calm the Sandy Tavish arrives for vacation, having no idea that the exotic women and retired surfer he is about to meet hold the answers to deep love. Angel on a Surfboard is endorsed by Oprah's Ambassador of Hope, Marilla Scott. Get Angel on a Surfboard today at TalkDavid.com.